The Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. Chris, welcome to episode 13. Lucky Lucky 13. 13. (laughs) One day we should talk about that. But um, I I had a really fantastic day today, I must say. I know know you've been busy running around like a headless chook. I I had a great day. I had, uh, had coffee with my son. My son, nice. Nick, who I don't see very much, and I managed to catch up with him. First time in a long time that we've actually sat down, had coffee, we had breakfast together, and had a great chat, and we're talking away, all sorts of stuff, and, and, and he's wearing a T-shirt that said, Jesus loves house music. Oh. <laughs> and I said, funny, because we did a thing on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago about Jesus and how much music is fantastic, and he goes, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, what? And he said, yeah, I've, I've listened to six episodes of it. Wow. Like, what? What? Wow, I mean, I, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but my own son was listening to me talking about stuff. It's, you know, how do you get your kids to listen to you? Yeah, do a so, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So we were chatting about the podcast. He had some really good questions. And he's, he's, he's one of these like, young people who's just really passionate about stuff and about injustice in the world. And so he was really getting into And something we've talked about before, about how the church and religion just drives itself into culture Um, to support itself and how that can be a horribly bad thing. and So that's come up in the past, and we we did talk about that. I didn't have any answers for him, so that was great. But then he said, said, and and I'll throw this one at you, in the introduction to the Odd Father podcast, um, we say, one thing we have in common, you and I, Chris, we've met God and we find God baffling. He said, what do you mean when you say you've met God? Yes. And I went, ah, yeah. Well, what did you mean when we said that? Well, that's, I guess it's one of those funny things that through most of my um, Christian life, and certainly as a pastor, I have fought to avoid using Christianese phrases yeah. which have no meaning outside of a church setting. Yeah. Um, and yet it creeps to some degree, I think, into all of our language. And, and I think... in. To some degree, it's it's not necessarily a a false um, statement, but it's a statement with a, a a bit of metaphorical intent to it. Um, in that, when you meet somebody, they leave an impression on you, and if you meet somebody really good, they leave a lasting and deep impression. And I, I think, and you even get a selfie. To prove it. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'd be able to drag that one off my phone <laughs> yeah, all that yeah, quickly. Yeah, okay, I get you. Um, I get you. But, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's a way of saying, and even mm. though it's probably Christian shorthand to some degree, of saying that our, our encounter with God has been really meaningful and, and it has actually been life-changing. And it's as though 
we have met him in person, even though, of course, physically that just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's like I've met the Pope or I've met so-and-so. I've met you know this famous person or I've met this person who changed my thinking. Yeah. I've met God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... So you say, I, I, I agree, it's, it, it's not a religiousness. It's not a religious term, but I think it's something that we say and we know what it means because we've met God. Yeah. Yeah. I, of course we... Yeah, of course I can say that. Can you think of another way of saying that that means the same thing? I, I, <laughs> Not in such a succinct way. No. Uh, you, we could explain that our, our, our prayer life, uh, what's happened in church, things that we've experienced in worship, things we've experienced reading the Word of God, mm-hmm. um, all of those things, things have happened which have not only led us to a belief mm-hmm. in God, but have changed us in, in the same way that an interaction with another person would. Yeah, a relationship. Yeah, a re- exactly. So maybe I have a relationship with God mm. is another way of saying it. But Because I, 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 I was thinking probably the best way for me to explain it would be to say I, I know my wife, um, but I'm always learning. You know, it's always changing to the relationship that we have, not because necessarily she's changing or I'm changing, although we are. Yes. God's not changing, but I am. And the other thing that's changing constantly is what he wants of me or what he expects of me or what I expect of our relationship, I guess. I, I'm wanting, and this is the same parallel with my wife, I'm wanting to know her more and to be more vulnerable with her and yes. to be more intimate and personal and open and to be less afraid with her. And I guess it's the same with God. That's what it means for me to meet God. Yes, and I think that's actually a really good point because I think most people outside the Christian faith and within it misunderstand this whole idea of a relationship with God being similar to a relationship with someone like your wife. I mean, I was going to say, I know your wife too, but you've got to be careful there because biblically speaking, yeah. that can be very rude. Um, but, but not the same way is what you're saying. Yeah. But <clears throat> often when, when the idea of getting closer to God and having a, a more intimate relationship, to a lot of people implies that God talks to you more, yeah. Uh, you you get more direction from God. You know, he goes from uh, sort of being a, a vaguely holy person in your life to somebody who tells you what color underwear you should be wearing the next day. Uh, whereas if you actually have having an intimate relationship, a healthy intimate relationship with someone, um, they don't do that. In fact, people who have been married a long time often physically appear to communicate less. Mm. Uh, and hopefully it's not because they've grown to hate each other and they don't <laughs> want to talk to each other. But you know what the other person yeah. means just from some sometimes simple gestures. And whatever. you can get an enormous amount of information into that simple gesture yeah. because they understand it. Yeah. And so a deeper relationship with God doesn't necessarily involve greater wordiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or greater yeah. miraculous uh, happenings or yeah. anything. There's more of a comfort, yeah. I think, and an ease like you said, you want to be um, less afraid. Yeah. Now, we have to be careful there, of course, because the fear of God it is, is, is something we need to wisdom. maintain. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I think the, the fear of God not being there mm. is probably a fear that he doesn't want us to have. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. building a relationship does that. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's interesting because I, there's that, there's that toss-up. Do I communicate less and that's good, or I need to communicate more, and that's good. And I think there is this, like the 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 Bible says, to be constantly in prayer. And we have this thing that and we've got to talk about this. Sometime. We've talked a little bit about how prayer is not what we think it is. Often, it's simply a conversation. Yeah, and that's so to be constantly in conversation with God. And for me, that means you know, riding my bike and going, nice day, God, well done. Or trees, well done, look at that. You know, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's one tiny edge of it. But it's the same as me saying to my wife, this is beautiful food, thank you for cooking for me. You know, it's a, an element of it, but it's another element that's constant and ongoing and intimate. Yeah. And there's also this idea of like, you know, when you're not talking to your wife, are you still married? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just be, if you're away from your wife, yeah. are you still married? Yeah. And I think this is where it becomes... This whole thing of we worry less about what God is doing and what He is saying, mm. and we trust more that yeah. our relationship is good. Yeah. But we still—it's like you know, with a normal relationship, it doesn't mean uh, I'm going to stop praying now because you know, me and God, we're tight. We're tight yeah. yeah. No, you keep up yeah. the 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 communication, mm. but it changes over time. And I guess to the other side to that, I think that if it, it an unhealthy sign is that to be aware of if, if there is that neediness in the communication with God. And I think it's the same as the neediness in a relationship. Like I think, I, I don't know, you do more of the marriage guidance thingies, pre-marriage thing. There's this you know, question about, is this the person, the only person in the world you could marry? And there's this sense in which that should not be the case. Mm. You, you mu- it's really unhealthy to rely completely on this other human for your everything and to be demanding and needy of them. Definitely. And our relationship with God, we are incredibly needy and dependent, but it's not, but I, th- I think there's an unhealthiness as well. If you're too needy, if you're constantly going to God to do everything. Yes. Um, and I think that relationship is also unhelpful. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a lot of, in my experience at least, often young Christians who have just come to face, face, face. <laughs> they've come to face to face with God. Yeah, um, that they, they uh, don't have that understanding of relationship either in human terms with other people, especially if they're teenagers. Yeah, um, yeah. or with God, mm. and so you find them on the altar giving their lives to Jesus you know, week after week because yeah. they've 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 transgressed their relationship. I'm not sure. I've broken and, it. To yeah, them. yeah, and so they they want to start it again. Yeah, uh, which is, I think, a sign of immaturity. It's, it's you know, you you often build on your mistakes in relationships. Yeah, um, I think in in fairness, to, and I know of people who have done that for a long time before they found that knowing God yeah. place. And I think it's not perhaps not necessarily a, a, an immaturity, but an unawareness of a good parent relationship. And I think if you've not had a good relationship with your parents. Yes. It's much harder to find a good relationship with God. Especially your father. Did we talk about that? or is that I think we have we... mentioned that in the past, about whether God is, you know, how, yeah. do, you, how do you know yeah. God if, it, if your father wasn't a nice person? Yeah. And that makes it very difficult. It does. So, yeah, you, I, I, I will concede that point, definitely. Yeah. So the question was, what do we mean when we say we've met God? 
um, and I don't think we've come to a full understanding of it yet, except that it's an ongoing process. It's a growing, it's a relationship, and we're constantly getting to meet God more and more. But uh, another thing my son said, which really, which really got me, um, how do you know that it's a relationship with God and it's not just your imagination or your desires speaking back to you, if you like? You're not finding what you want. Uh, that's, a, that's actually a really good question. And I think often you don't know. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's one of the interesting things that I find about the, the Christian faith. People talk about it as being such a private thing, yeah. their connection with God. And yet often in the Bible it talks about where if, if God has something for you, if God's spoken to you, mm. go and ask other people whether they think mm. it, it, it sounds fair. Yeah, which breaks that whole you know this is my personal private word from God mm. um, up into perhaps using a bit of common sense from other people, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, I think it helps us because God, funnily enough, speaks to other people as well, <laughs> um, and he yeah. he may well speak about your situation to others, and to find mm. that. Um, Confirmation, I think, is yeah. important in that sense. Uh, and also that sense of if it's all about you, mm. it may not be from God. Yeah. And I th- yeah, it's, it's funny how often the, it comes back to the fact that we are in community and we have been created by God to be in community. So Definitely. you are listening to other humans mm. um, about God um, and to be able to sit down with other humans and talk about what you think God said and what they think God said and, and to then, yeah, to because yeah. I, the body of Christ, and this is one of those, those you know, christian terms, but the church, which is another Christian-y term, um, is actually refers to a group of people, not a building, not an organization, yeah. nothing. It's, it's a group of people sitting around being God's children. That's the church. And that's where God, uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. So if it, and, and but, but yes no because I think your imagination is hugely powerful and God does use that to drive you to guide you as well definitely but I, but I think yeah, and I think it's important in the sense that your imagination should drive you to ideas bigger than you if your idea is all centered about your own benefit, then yeah. I think you've probably actually got a smaller imagination than you think. But it's the people who think, wow, what if God asked me to do this and, and this helped them and did this and built that? Or, And if you think your imagination bursts out of your own head and encompasses you know, a community, as, you, as you've put, I think there there's a far greater chance that God has has used your imagination because that will fire other people up. Yeah. So if it's truly terrifying you, it's probably from God. <laughs> Definitely. I think that, that's, that's a great one. Yeah. And, and uh, I admit, that's my experience. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, the, the really, the one time in my life that I can say that, that God moved in such a way that it was big and unmistakable yeah. and life-changing was... A time in which we were given a an, an urging, a command, if you like, to take over the church that we lead. Mm. Um, it wasn't something we wanted to do, yeah. but it was something we knew we could do. And it was confirmed by different people that they believed that God was telling us yeah. to do it. And circumstances then moved mm-hmm. so that 
it it happened without us act- actively. The door opened. Yeah, yeah. We didn't that's... have to, we didn't have to um, sort of start a coup. Yeah. Or anything. It it just yeah. happened. It fell into place. Yeah. yeah. And that, that required that analogy, all of those yeah, things. Yeah. That analogy of God opening doors and closing others is is used a lot in in terms of th- this discussion of how do you know what God's telling you. Yeah. It's a, He's not afraid to break your nose occasionally. Yeah, slam the door in your face. So we, we need to just wrap up with a question. I, I, I was thinking, um, I was just jotting down as you were talking, what might it look or sound like if God was talking to me? Or what might it feel and sound like if I met God? And yeah. Because, mm. well, A, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. Uh, B, I think the Bible gives us some very good pointers mm. as to how to, to check that. And uh, see, I think if if you're still not sure, God is never impatient. Mm. If if you're if you if you press in, mm. if, if you think, well, that's that's all muddled. I, I don't know really whether that's. But Sounds very fairy. Yeah. To me. yeah. Um, but if you if you keep asking people, or you keep pressing in, or you keep looking for doors, mm. I, th- I think eventually you'll either work out. Nah, that, I was. I was too much pizza the night before. Um, Or, yeah, there's something in this and I need to pursue it. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.